money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Good morning. And yeah, we're going to say it's morning because it's morning somewhere, right? And when we talk money, I Reb, we were, we were on the way in. It's morning. And, and you said, do we have to talk money? And I'm like, yes, we have a radio show that we want to do. So it's morning. We're going to talk money. And that's it's going to be just an ex- an incredible time today because we have a great guest with us who I'm going to introduce in a few minutes. Want to recap where we've been? Uh, if you didn't hear the November 11th show, you just have to download it. Go to to uh, morethanenough.ca or chri's website. Listen to that show. That was an incredible show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really uh, beautiful morning with. Mike and hearing his story and the story of his dad and uh, how one man uh, uh, brought a gener- generations of men and women into the world by sacrificing his life. So it was a great show. If you missed it, please go listen. Only takes a half hour. I can give you all the stats on how many times we drive in the car and hours a year we drive in the car, but the reality is it's a great show. So let's go to today. What are we going to talk about today, Rebecca? Um, well, I picked a verse this week that has to do with um, our morning together with our dear friends. So, um, But before I, I read it, I want you to listen and ask the Lord to show you to have that word jump out at you that is pertinent to you. I always say to my kids, what jumps out at you about this story today or about this parable or about the scripture? And often when a piece jumps out at you, that's God speaking to you personally today for what you need. So um, today's verse is 2 Timothy 2.15. And um, the NIV says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is a verse that's familiar in our family because of Awana, because Awana clubs, they memorize that as their theme verse, and uh, my kids were involved in that a number of years ago. Um, but what jumped out at me from this verse, I'll tell you in a minute, but I, I love going taking scripture and going to the Greek and going and dissecting it. So I have written out Reb's translated based on Strong's Concordance, so uh, don't get too upset at me if it doesn't make sense, but um, I love it because you expound on it and put normal words in, because some of us read scripture and think this doesn't isn't clear. So listen to this. So the verse I just read says this actually, be diligent. Hasten, make haste, exert yourself, make careful and persistent effort to present yourself pleasing, accepted, acceptable to God, a worker for hire, like a teacher with a message to tell, who does not need to be ashamed, who does not need to be embarrassed or guilty or afraid, because you have rightly divided, you have cut a straight way to hold the straight course, to teach the truth correctly and directly, to dissect the word correctly that God has given us, that word of truth. And one thing that jumped out at me was don't be ashamed. Mm. You don't, you're a worker that's not ashamed. And in our 
place of work, there is a lot of shame around money and debt. And what was neat for me was seeing, well, here's one answer. One answer to taking out the shame factor about our debt and money is actually studying scripture and applying scripture and realizing that we, God gives us the tool in his word of how to live. And sometimes we don't think that the Bible is very practical because of... The Bible is pretty practical, It's very practical. Right? I mean, and it's Christ that takes the shame away and, and the scripture that leads us to Christ, right? And so as, as you're, you're reading that, I'm thinking, okay, so not only do, do the, the clients have, you know, there's their shame that comes around with it, but to rightly divide the word of truth means exactly as you said, it's a. It, I, I I can figure out how to do this from reading Scripture. God wrote it down so that I could apply it to my life, so that I could be drawn closer to Christ, so that I can actually go. Oh, this is the way that God intends me to live my life. And if we follow it, then there's no shame involved, and that's the beaut- That's a practical thing. That mm-hmm. that's what jumped out of me. It's so practical. You study His Word, you apply it. Not always as easy as it as, as it looks. But, but then we're not ashamed or embarrassed or guilty or afraid. So, which leads us into this morning. This morning. And if you're just tuning in, I'm Dave Van Oppen. I'm here with my wife, Reb, and we're talking money with Ray Borg from Compass Canada. And Ray, that's a great segue because one of the things that Compass Canada does is help us to divide the, the word of truth to, you know, Compass is, and does a lot of material. I'm going to let you <laughs> tell us what Compass does, but provides material so that we can divide the word of God so we can study it. So give us a little oh, two or three minute version of what Compass Canada yeah. does. You're the national director, so we know it's a national organization. I think it's even an international organization, yes. if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're the Canadian National Director of Compass Canada. Fill in the blank. All right. Well, um, welcome. Thank you for inviting me this morning. Um, yes, as you were just saying, David, it is an international company, a ministry. It's within 55 nations around the world at wow. this point. Um, and b- picking up on the theme this morning in terms of the scripture you chose, uh, read this morning about uh, div- correctly dividing the word, mm-hmm. it is giving people tools, practical tools about what does scripture say. In fact, scriptures, there's 2,300 verses that have to do with money and possessions. And that's really the heart of Compass is Mm -hmm. getting people to begin to understand what scripture has to do and what it has to say. What are the principles about how you manage your finances, whether that's saving, whether it's debt reduction or investments, stewarding your resources that God has entrusted in your care. And so that's what Compass's heart is, is making available in a and then within the context of a bible study with in a small group right. studying what does the word say and how do you apply that into your life so so you know for those of us who are, are maybe reading challenged right when you read the bible in one year or when you're reading through the bible often we don't get to pick out those those financial verses and go now we have a stewardship bible that i love to give away and it's got them all highlighted Mm -hmm. so you know i can use that but compass the material from compass really does condense it down into a little bit topical right so so you know there's 
Um, I think there's three or four different um, topics or Bible study topics that all encompass all of those verses because it would be a thick volume if we did it all in one. So give me a highlight of the different focuses or the different uh, resources that Compass has there. Well, our foundational study is Navigating Your Finances God's Week. And uh, so it's done over a, a nine-week period in which you look at all the areas you just mentioned there. Uh, it requires a two-hour time commitment to just study the Word, discuss within the small group uh, what does Scripture say about those areas. Then we have another one called Money and Marriage. Uh, you know, for couples, it's often a very sensitive issue to dialogue around mm-hmm. finances mm-hmm. and come into agreement about how you're going to manage them. And so this is a way of opening up the communication and talking about those tough areas. Mm -hmm. Another one is business God's way. It's how do you run a business from God's perspective? And what is, you can be a Christian businessman or you can run your business as a Christian company. And there's a slight difference in how you approach those things. And the other main study is setting your house in order. That's for the later seasons of life. Have you established a will? What have you decided around your state? What is the legacy you want to leave for your children in the days ahead and just real practical things such as does your spouse know your passwords for all your accounts because <laughs> if you were suddenly killed in a car accident would they be able to access that information so right. looking at real practical things great well so encompass from from you know baby to 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 the grave in a sense of the financial teaching all the way along so if i'm hearing you rate ray 18 hours you know, nine week study, two hours, <laughs> 18 hours. You are a financial guru, right? I mean, uh, if I'm hearing that right, okay. Well, I guess we I have to multiply that so. by the four sections. <laughs> I don't no. think, I think you're just getting to uh, the tip I, of the I, iceberg. I'm just yeah. saying that the listeners, if you are thinking, I really need some biblical training on finances, start with 18 hours. I think we can figure that out, even if you do it over the course of, you know, 18 weeks, once every month or something like that, you know, nine months from now, once a month, two hours a month, you can have a, a really good foundation. Is in- it a program that comes through your church primarily or can a person get the material themselves or how does that work? Yes, they can They can purchase materials for themselves um, because one of the other um, resources that we have available is a DVD series. Mm-hmm. For those who have limitations on their time, feel like they've got a lot on their plate, but want to begin to pique their, their interest in that kind of stuff. So a lot of churches actually are moving to a DVD series, which means you pop in a DVD, you watch Howard Dayton, the founder of the ministry, teach for 15 to 20 minutes, you fill in the blanks in the workbook, then you have some discussion with some of your friends, and then you have a time of prayer. And it's all done within one hour. Wow. Other than the homework you have to do, mm-hmm. which are the, the practical things like your 30-day tracking and developing a spending plan, uh, looking at those areas. Um, but it allows you that opportunity to do in a short period of time, but usually within a small group because that's what the essence is of Compass. So you do life together, you pray together, you dialogue, you learn from each other and glean tips around different things because, you know, there's so many apps now that go on the phone to track your finances mm-hmm. too. Some work better with different personalities than others. So it builds a little community really and honesty and accountability, I guess it would it sure that. does. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, having done one just earlier this year, it was life transforming for a lot of, of folks, and particularly for couples, um, because sometimes they sh- chose the group 
uh, milieu to share some things that were (laughs) really on their heart, but they felt it was safer to put it out there in front of their group rather than in front of their spouse. So that was fascinating to always watch, too. For sure. And and that's, you know, taking down that that barrier around the conversation about money. Sometimes it is more difficult to do that face-to-face with your spouse in, you know, over the table where when you're in a group session, you can actually see another couple and and they may tell their story and you're going, wait a minute, that's exactly what I'm going through. And then you can connect or, you know, maybe we got to go out for coffee mm-hmm. after and talk about that offline or, you know, that's what community brings. And again, if we look at this financial piece, the secrecy, mm-hmm. the hiddenness, the, the shame, the shame mm-hmm. that yeah, needs yes. to come down. And so the material that you, that Compass has is saying, okay, this is one of the ways that we can begin to take some of that down, small group format, let's create a community where the language will be the same, where you can identify with, with some of that so that you can say, oh, yeah, let's, how did you do in your tracking this week? And, and uh, those things happen. So wonderful, what, a, what an incredible resource, resource to pick up. So I'm gonna give the, the website, compasscanada.org compasscanada.org if you're looking for those resources we're going to give that at the end as well but compasscanada.org and that gives uh, gets you in um, start foundationally so the first book if you're going to take a first book it's going to be the one that says Setting your house in order? No, that's no, the navigating, navigating your finances. Your finances. Right. And one of the companion books that comes with it is Howard Dane's book, Your Money Counts. For some folks, that's where they start. They read mm-hmm. this book. It's a very practical, easy read and gives you some clear understanding covering all aspects of managing finances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so. Uh, Howard Dayton's book, and then the actual resource in terms of a, a small group study. Or you can do it on your own. I know there's mm-hmm. been a number of people that I've talked to that have just said, I just did it. We did it as a couple. We just felt like that's where we wanted to start. It's still a, You're still able to do that. So I want to switch gears a little bit here, Ray, because you are the national director of an organization that is promoting biblical finance. Uh, and you know, when we look at that in, in terms of the couple, so we're, mm-hmm. we've, we've narrowed it right down to, to just the couple, but I want to hear your comment on what's going on nationally. What's your, what are you seeing nationally in the Canadian family, in this area, in the church? So we know that Compass Can is working within the church. So give us a little uh, zoom out, if you will, on what is going on out there in the, the crazy big bad world that we call Canada. Well, you know, one of the things that has really struck me is that often churches don't do a very good job in this whole area of talking about finances because of the shame aspect. Um, Because Mm -hmm. having just been uh, in a conference down in Dallas a number of months ago, one of the stats that they mention is that often pastors don't speak about because they also, 50% Mm -hmm. of them are not Mm -hmm. giving as well. And so they're carrying that same kind of level of shame. And so Often in my conversations with pastors and leaders across the nation, that's one of the things we have to often kind of talk through mm-hmm. a little bit about them, about how it's really about relationship with the Lord in our giving, yep. not to a ministry or to a church per se. That's part of the God's principles. But right. um, I see that a number of churches are really struggling. You know, it kind of parallels uh, our family life, our individuals. You know, when we go into the store, we we choose whether we're going to save or are we going to spend? Do we have that money set aside or not? Mm-hmm. Churches are in the same kind of situation. They're 
they're mm-hmm. like a human. Sometimes churches want to get ahead of themselves, and they haven't set aside the resources, and they do big building projects or take on other programs, mm-hmm. and they don't actually have the money. And so they put themselves in incredible debt. So mm-hmm. there have been a number of churches where my heart has gone out to them because they're carrying such a debt load. Mm-hmm. And as many um, are aware that you know finances is a struggle for a lot of families mm-hmm. in this day, the credit um, debt that people are carrying, the mortgages. Uh, churches are in the same situation, and pastors and leaders, I think, are getting pressured and not knowing what to do with that anymore, and haven't explored the fullness of what Scripture has to say about how do you manage finances. Interesting. Churches are run by people. <laughs> and so when we see that in terms of organizationally, some of the same issues that we see in the family, you know, are certainly, maybe maybe not exaggerated, but are, are quite a lot bigger because they're in the organization of that. So interesting that uh, we you're seeing that across Canada. Now, is there an appetite for this financial teaching? Is there an appetite for change in how finances go? Have you observed that at all? <laughs> Excuse me. I think that's growing at this mm. point. Um, I think as the pressures continue to mount on a lot of churches, um, they're beginning to explore that. Um, just even talking to a pastor yesterday out of Saskatchewan, um, realizing his people are struggling with this area and feeling like he needs to have some tools in his hands to be able to help them manage going forward um, because he's seen the the weight of the pressure on them. And so his heart as a shepherd is just crying out, mm-hmm. how do I help my people? I was uh, um, saw an advertisement at one of the major banks in Canada, and the number one um, thing on people's mind, how they said it, was getting out of debt, dealing with the debt. And that's, that's, that's a bank promoting that. It's a, it was an interesting paradox for me to walk in and go, so what are you doing about it? They're, they're, we can't borrow our way out of that, so how does the bank? But recognizing that that is the statistic out there right now in in the Canadian family, that debt is very high on the agenda. I'm sure we'll hear some statistics come the new year that say, hey, the number one, two, three uh, New Year's resolution is somehow getting better at finances or dealing with finances. Historically, it, it's been in the top three anyway. So, you know, we know that there certainly is an appetite outside the church um, and maybe inside the church. There's been a number of studies that I've read over the last couple of years about how the church, the people in the church, I heard uh, one statistic that one third of the people within the church pews right now are saying, hey, I'm one paycheck away Mm -hmm. from being in serious financial distress. that's an opportunity for us who have scripture, who have the church to go, whoa, wait a minute, we can come together as a church community and it does something different because we see the world out there and we see that it, there's isolation, as we've talked already, there's shame, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that are going on around money. That's happening in the church, but we actually have way more opportunity mm-hmm. within the church to speak into those things, to come alongside our friends, to say, hey, I noticed you're not quite on. Is there stuff going on financially? Do you need a help? Again, this just goes back to what Christ says when he says, hey, look at your neighbor, right? How? 
let's how do we love our neighbor the story of the good samaritan is a real definitive this is how we should live doesn't matter who it is if we see somebody either in the ditch or maybe heading into the ditch that we can we can say come alongside and we can put our arm around them and the resources that maybe we have for those of us that have a little more we can say "Mm, you know what let me see if I can come around you and come alongside. And what is it going to take? And how can we help? Um, it's, it's just fun when you start hearing the church, not just ministering to, uh, we love to minister to people outside the church and, and hands down, absolutely. But the need is also in the church. And so if you're out there and you've got a little extra or you've got some margin, keep your eyes open for the the people within your faith community that might need a little helping hand. Paul talks about this, again, directly and says, when we have a little bit extra, it's to share with those who don't have any, who have a need, so that when we have a need, guess what? It will be reciprocated. And, And there is a an equality that Paul talks about when he talks about that scripture. So, uh, Reb, you're going to chime in. I'm talking scripture, and I know you love to just uh, get uh, get in, involved there. Well, I think what I'm what I'm picking up from your, our conversation this morning is that Compass has an answer. Hmm. Like there is an answer to being a good neighbor, and it, I th- I'm just thinking of a person who who maybe has their act together financially and is listening this morning is thinking how can I get this in my church? Mm-hmm. So you might be the one mm-hmm. that God is saying let's spearhead this. Don't wait. I mean, run it by your pastor and the board or whoever's in charge. Talk to them. But your pastor is probably longing for someone to spearhead mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing this because. Because I'm also hearing that the pain is getting great enough that it's overriding the shame. The pain of financial problems is getting bigger than the shame we're feeling. And we're willing to to swallow the shame to solve the pain problem. And uh, that's from what I'm hearing. And that is an exciting thing. It is an exciting thing that we have a place like Compass that has material already in place. Uh, to help, to help churches. And if you're a pastor, call Ray. Call, call, get on the website, compasscanada.org, and call him just to talk. You will not get shame or ridicule from this man. <laughs> we know him well, and he is grace and love and prayer, and uh, he will just help guide you into the right path. To, to get the help you need. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing this morning. So. I, I can give you an example. I spoke a couple of weeks ago to a couple out of Calgary um, belonging to a small Hispanic church, and uh, they said, you know, we're on our own journey, financial journey, and we mm-hmm. want to learn more and more. But we look at around our friends, and we see them struggling as well. So they actually ordered the materials and they looked at it and reviewed it then they approached their pastor and it shared it with their pastor and they shared began to share it with their friends so another friend called this mm-hmm. past week and ordered some materials too and he said you know what we're learning about it so why don't we invite our friends to journey with us and learn together and so that was their heart and i thought you know that's the essence of what you're just talking about reb that uh you know you may be out there having a heart and you may be struggling and you know others of your friends are struggling the same way this is a grand opportunity to just order some materials and go on the journey together do life together and come free of that shame 
and and sense of isolation that often people struggling mm-hmm. with finances are left in. And, and it's a, it's a big deal because we use money every day, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not something that we can avoid, right? You know, I try to. I give Rebecca all the responsibility. Oh, he does not. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I don't even carry my wallet half the time. Uh, you know, it's not true. Uh, but the the reality is, is we do spend money every day, and God has something immense he knows that you know 16 of the pair of the 30 parables that jesus spoke were related in some way to finances well guess what because it's an everyday event i don't know that christ maybe he did it on purpose maybe he just spoke life into life and it we look at it now and go oh well he's talking about finances of course he's talking about finances because that was just part of life so recognizing that and using the compass material using uh, apps as we talked about using some of these tools to help us manage to do that every day in a way that brings glory to god again we have a significant challenge in our current culture we've got plastic credit cards that emotionally and psychologically disconnect us from from money so we've got to somehow overcome that we've got um you know messaging all the time in the marketing and media that's telling us that you need more you need to do things different Uh, we've i mean there are a ton of things that in our day i don't know that christ experienced and yet his words still speak truth they still overcome all of that and so don't you know don't neglect or negate the fact that christ spoke all those years ago that the words are still true today and the compass material just brings that right to the surface reb you started today by saying we need to be diligent in in uh we need to be diligent in diving into scripture well this might be one way that the diligence gets a little easier with the compass material. So we've got a few minutes left. Anything you want to leave with the listeners today, Reb? Well, we always leave them with something practical mm-hmm. to do. So I don't know. Dave's the practical guy in my house. He always says to me, what does that mean practically? And that's a great question, actually. When you read scripture, what does this mean practically for me? If it says, you know, be the good Samaritan, what does that mean? Okay, so here's the homework. I'm going to fill it in, right? So be diligent. Commit to yourself, your spouse, and maybe someone else that you are going to dig into Scripture. And if you need the Compass material to do that, then compasscanada.org is the place to get it. If not, you can just get a stewardship Bible. It's one of my favorite. It's highlighted right there. All the verses are there. You open up your own Bible and start highlighting it yourself. Find three three scriptures that you can just dig right into and find out what, what God is. Start at the Gospels. Jesus talks a lot about money. If you don't know where to start, start in the Gospels. Read three Gospels and allow them to speak to your finances. How was that? Is that good homework? Yes. And thanks, Ray, for coming today. It's so good to have you here. Good to be with you. Well, let's let's just pray our way out. Is that good? So, Lord, we want to thank you that you gave us your word, that you gave us men like Howard Dayton, like Ray, who are are just excited and diligent in, in sharing your truth with the world around them. And, Lord, may the seeds that get sown from all of the planting that happens at Compass Canada and here on the radio show, may that just produce a fruit that gives glory and honor to you. We want to pray all this in Christ's name. 
Amen. Next week's show. Black Friday. Black Friday. Next week's show is Black Friday. We are going to be digging into, okay, how do we make it through Black Friday? Everything about Black Friday. If you don't know what Black Friday is, tune in for next week's show because you really need to be happily. We do the show every Friday at 9 o'clock. And guess what? Black Friday is the show that we're going we're gonna to be addressing. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.